Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. All right, here we are, season five, episode four. Now, um, we are still in Minneapolis, Kansas, kind of like the last one. We did both of them at the library. The beers are so good, we decided not to leave. Yep, yep. So the original plan was that we were going to do about uh, 30 minutes with Kier and 30 minutes with Kyle, um, but uh, that first one got a little out of control, so we're going to do two separate episodes. So uh, Kier Swisher is going to be with us. Him and his wife own the farm. And we're going to get into that in just a second, but we were just talking about this, and uh, this is for you, Travis. Yeah. You're going to be mad if we didn't talk football, so we're, the three of us are going to talk football for a couple Justin. minutes before we get into it. So, Justin uh, might get mad, too. Philip, where do you want to start? It's you been know, a few surprise, weeks. It's two weeks. What, what are we? Everybody's three weeks. either one and one, two and one, nope, two and three oh, weeks two and into one. college football. Surprises. What have you seen so far that surprised you in college? Let's just do college football to begin with. Uh, what has surprised you in the first couple of weeks? How bad the Big 12 is? I'm not surprised. Okay, <laughs> another surprise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I mean, I, I'm already practicing. My, my you are. You're going to be intolerable next year. S-E-C. I thought, you know what? I thought I thought last – this last week was was very poor. Yes. Uh, Oklahoma State getting waxed at Just, home. Uh, you know what? I I have a lot. Of course, you know I yep. have a lot of Oklahoma State friends. Yep, me too. I don't know that I have seen more disappointed, frustrated fans. They there's they have nothing. I mean, I thought Gunnar Gundy would come in and maybe do something. I was expecting that maybe he's the next, and and maybe they don't don't have a good offensive line, but that's his daddy's fault. That ain't yep. his fault. No, nope. that's I mean they nope. they they should have. I I'm thinking with Oklahoma and Texas leaving that OSU should compete with K States, should compete yeah. with maybe the Baylor's to be the oh. next the top level uh, of the Big Twelve. Uh, Iowa State. He's not even halfway there. No, I was terrible. Iowa State got beat by Ohio as well, and those two teams three years ago, two years ago. We're competing for a conference championship, and they are at the bottom of the conference right now. I'm not sure if Gundy's not wanting them to just buy his contract out. Give me some of Boone's money and let me get the hell out of here because he's doing terrible right now. But the other things that surprised me in the Big 12, I'm Texas number three in the country. Do you believe it? Do you believe they're number three in the country? I do not believe they're number three in the country. Alabama is not as good a team as what Alabama's been. They don't even know who their starting quarterback is today. So I, I think that Texas has the athletes to be the number team, three team in the country. They have but for twenty Texas years. Is gonna now. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Kier? Any any observations well, on the any, college any football surprises season? in the first say three weeks of well, college? There, football. I mentioned KU three and zero, and that's yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, when when did you think you would say that two years in a row? Right. Yep. Um, well, they're leading the state of Kansas in wins right now. They're more than the Chiefs or the well, <laughs> I guess the Chiefs are Missouri. And Missouri's got some wins, too. But what, what a great surprise for that. And then, you know, the transition of those leaving the Big 12 and those coming, and everyone's talking about Dion and Colorado, but the reality is they won. Yep. And so, to me, that's exciting. He brings a, a different flair. I'm a big Dion fan. I enjoyed watching him when, you know, he was initially – with the Niners, it was the time I really enjoyed him. I wasn't a huge Falcons fan, but when he came to the 49ers for a couple of years, he was fun, and the Cowboys, and, you know uh, – 
polarizing, energetic, whether or not he takes off his sunglasses or not, the guy is fun uh, to watch. I'll, I'll tell you this. I put 100 bucks on the over-under on the over when, the, when their season win total came out at 2.5. I did two not think I was going to cover that on week three of the season. Why would they do two and a half? That's what it was. It, wow. it bumped up to three and a half, and that was the highest it got before the season started. So they win one more, and everybody who bet on the over is going to win. But I'm I did not, it when it opened at two and a half. Well, I'm not a doubter in Dion, but not as big a fan as you're saying you are. Not as big a fan as because I feel like it's more about Dion than it is the players. But, but he, yeah. who can not Dion to say when he was in college? Is he the best college football player when he was in college? Yeah, probably. When he went to the NFL, was he not the best defensive back that probably ever played the position? Did you know that at the same time he was flying in from playing for the Atlanta Braves in the afternoon? He come in and played football. I mean, he's just an unbelievable yeah. talent. He just took half of half of the field away, and like, there's very few pe- yes, D backs ever that ever done that. And he did it, and then he also Everson would catch punts and catch balls. Yeah, he's just un- he is unbelievable. I don't like everything he does because I'm probably more old school and yeah. conservative than he is, but the kids like it. Yeah. So, in today's age, he's probably just perfect for what he's got. Although, if Colorado State just took him to overtime, I do think that USC will light them up. I maybe. I mean, that's what I. I don't. I don't see him as being a top ten program yet. Yep. But no. But his no. boy is a good talent. No. His boy's a great. And talent. he's selling a lot of sunglasses after this. Indeed. A lot of sunglasses. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, it's such a dichotomy that era. So you looked at him, and then you look at Barry Sanders. I love Barry Sanders. I love the fact that you know the whole mantra: pretend like you've been there before, hand the ball to the yeah. ref, and walk back. I love that of that era. Yep. My dad always talked about that. But you know, Dion was flashy, but Barry also had results. So yeah, just interesting. I'm not well, a huge Dion fan, but perspective. It's, it's one, fun to see. one thing that Dion said when he's at Florida State, just two years before Dion was on the stage. Brian Bosworth was doing the same thing at Oklahoma and making a national name for himself as being just a outgoing horse's ass. (laughs) And he goes, if that guy can do that at Oklahoma, a white linebacker, I can kill it. And he took it to another level. And so you can, I I don't knock him at all. He played center field for the Yankees. I never did. And uh, so he, he's, he probably is one of the best athletes of our lifetimes, yep. oh, including yeah. Bo Jackson yep. and guys like that. Yep. He's just an unbelievable guy. Here's everybody that I talked to this weekend. I was down at the lake this weekend, and they were all talking Dion, Dion, and they're all Dallas Cowboy fans. And they go, we think that maybe him and Jerry Jones had a sworn pack five years ago. That he, Jerry Jones said, go coach for a few years, and you can come coach the Cowboys. And 2025, 2026. You know what? Maybe so. The interesting thing with Dion, and and there's other coaches that have been coaching for a long time, got a lot of money, and they could leave whenever they want. When when he went to Colorado, I was concerned. Uh, I shouldn't say I was concerned. The the thing that I thought was, because he chased everybody off outside of like, we talked about on the podcast, like 11 or 12 guys, scholarship players. And brought in some talent. And there's no question these guys were talented. When he did that, though, I'm like, this is either going to go really, really well or this is going to go down in flames. And Colorado has staked the next 20 years of football on Deion Sanders. Because if this goes down in flames and they're starting from scratch two years from now, it's going to take – it's easier with the transfer portal, but it's going to take some time. It started well, I, but they haven't played really correct, anybody. Correct, yet. and we'll Wait, see. Well, they hit the USCs and the Wisconsin. But when you look at 
sold out stadiums. Yeah. When you oh, look that's, at that's key. the money that is rolling into the University of Colorado, even if this flames out in two or three years, I think they're going to be all right. Did you watch game day? By, I, by I watched chance? parts of it. I mean, it's it's the Dion yeah. show. Yeah. The whole thing was yeah. the Dion show. It's just, and he's good at it, and a lot of old school. I mean, coaches he, they, don't he like came it, on but, and spoke and everything, yeah. but uh, he he uh, he's changed the trajectory for Colorado for sure. If you're a Colorado fan, you love it. If you're not a Colorado fan like me, I give a hoots less. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm ready for the Sooners. All right. to well, win, let's not let's give me one minute recap of the Sooners season so far. You know what they've they. they First, second game is uh, SMU. Yep. Here's what I've always said. A couple years ago, we almost we, we went to the just down to the wire against Army, and everybody's like, "Oh, you can't play Army worth you know." Yep. Who gives a? Well, then at the end of the year, Army's eleven and one. You know, I feel like the same thing with SMU. I think SMU is very talented, held them well. The two teams that we should beat and kill, we beat Arkansas State. Yep. We beat Tulsa at Tulsa. It's just yep. a blow. I, I like our offense. I like Dylan Gabriel. I like the, I, there's nothing I don't like about him. But you, but you you know me. I wear red glasses where you wear purple glasses. So I I think they just look awesome. I think Venable's defense, that Stutzman is just unbelievable as a linebacker. He's the he's the next Brian Bosworth, Teddy Lehman. He's he's unbelievable. Can we beat Texas? That's the scare. That's that you know. That's yep. what we do every year at Oklahoma. Can you beat Texas? Yep. Yeah, who knows? Uh, they yeah. look pretty good, they too. They look pretty good. But when they beat Alabama and, you know, it's yeah. a, this and that game, it, of course, it's at Alabama, so give them their props. Yep. They beat Alabama yep. at Alabama. But yep. I don't think Alabama's very good. They no. don't even know who their quarterback no, they're, is. they're yet. not as good. And, and obviously, they dropped out of the top ten this week for the first time and. I think I don't that's. How many uh, I think they said 137 years since they was out. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. <laughs> well, that's what I thought I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. That might have been a joke, but yeah, you might have heard that. So, yeah. um, well, at least in the in in the Nick Saban area, this is one of the the first. Yeah. You know, I even look at him on the sideline and look. He looks a little bit puzzled at yep. what's going no, on. No, I, I think he's I think he's on his way out. I think he's gonna be oh I think he's gonna be retiring pretty soon. I think well, he's gonna call it quick. Like they did at well, they name like, every street in town after they him. probably will or no, because they still have the old uh, bear. Bear that yep. they name everything. Yep. So yeah, as far as K State goes, I'm gonna spend ten seconds on it because I'm not gonna talk about it very much. Um I'm not gonna say anything till next week. <laughs> Chris Kleiman always loses one stupid non-conference game every year. And Tulane ended up being a, a decent team at the end of last season. We shouldn't have won, lost that game last year. Another game we sh- had the ball, 24-17. Yeah. All we had to do was score. Game over. We didn't do it. They came back. Right. Tied it, won it, whatever. So, we'll see. I last year we did this and still won the Big 12. So. You know? Okay. And the Golden Girls at Missouri are some of the prettiest cheerleaders in the country. I'm I, not going to lie. I was I was not. You didn't look at them? I, I did not. Nope. Have um, you ever noticed that? I, I have not. No, no, I have not. The Golden that. Girls, the KU gir- dancing girls, they're the prettiest. The prettiest are the Pitt State Gorilla Girls. Guarantee you. You might be a little biased <laughs> on that one. <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's move on from football. Let's talk about this place. So uh, if you heard the previous episode. We are still in Minneapolis, Kansas, and I call this place The Farm, but I know that is not the full name. So can you tell us the full name and, and give us some information? Introduce about, yourself. 
Well, I, I kind of introduced him, but yeah, introduce yourself. That's fine. Sure. But give us the history behind the name of the place, because sure. I thought that was really interesting. Sure. First first and foremost, thanks for, for being here. This is fun. Enjoyed it so far. Enjoyed you guys interacting with Kyle and such a special uh, person, Kyle. We really enjoyed getting to know him. And yeah. he got a beer and geek out with you, so that was fun to, to oh, listen to. I'm coming to back to talk to him some more. Yeah, he's, he's fun to talk to. So yeah, the, so the farm in the Audifellas, so my wife Ashley owns All Smiles Dental Care. And so the, the history of this building is... Uh, it's been here for over 100 years. Um, it was function, so it, we, we left the name of the origin. So we so much appreciate history and, and appreciate our history. And so this building was built to hold the Oddfellows, which is a philanthropy group. Uh, their mission was to protect battered women and orphans. And so it was open until, I believe, the 40s or 50s. And then it, this, this branch closed. So there's still Oddfellows throughout the country. We actually um, had, had a guy who's, I think, a fifth generation or fourth generation Oddfellow that was here for... Um, our, we had a capstone that was a 100-year capstone that we unveiled on, on the 4th of July, and he was here and talked about the, the other ones that are open. And so this one was closed uh, in the 50s, and there's an attorney that owned this, and, and this upstairs building where we're hanging out in the tap room was just started filling up with boxes. And so he ended up dying and sold it to another attorney and, and more boxes up here. And so the building was, was just a beautiful core, just the inside. And, and what happens with these buildings is the roof leaks, foundation leaks, and eventually the building falls. And so we saw it, and my wife very much sees... Uh, the beauty in things, as evidenced by our 18 years of marriage and, <laughs> yeah. and, and the, my rough core. And, and, and so anyway, so um, we walked through it initially, and I told Ashley, I was like, let's just bulldoze this place. I was like, Ashley, there's so much work to do. And she's like, oh, there's just so much potential here. And then that's Give where... Give us a visualization, though, of when you walk through this room. It's a beautiful room now with this beautiful ceiling. What did it look like with the first time you walked through it? So the ceiling uh, and how it looks now, it's original ceiling. It's 110 years old, but it was kind of a bluish gray um, the, the, there was probably 115,000 boxes in here. You could take about four steps and run into something. There was two pianos. I mean, it truly become a storage room. Uh, so Tom McGavern, who's a, a retired local banker and actually gave us our first loan for All Smiles Dental Care, told me his, he had a memory of being up here when he was in uh, grade school, and it was a, a roller skating rink. And so that was many moons ago. And so it, it, was, it was just something that just needed some tender loving and care. And so... Um, for, for my wife, it was a, I always tell people it's 95% her and 5% me, and it truly has been. She just has vision, and, and, and so our, our vision up here was to make it a, like a 1920s cigar bar type feel without the smoke. And so um, <laughs> the building, and when we purchased it and decided to do something, Minneapolis has been just a great community for her and for dental practice, and we wanted to try and give back to the community and, and also um, you know, have something else downtown to bring people into the community. And mm-hmm. so our, our goal here was you know, to support the local community and, and our coffee shop does that, but the up here in the tap room is just different. So uh, we wanted to become a, a destination where people would come here, you know, spend their money, get gas, do whatever, and, and bring commerce to our community because small towns are either growing or dying. Yep. And our vision was to try and help this to grow. And so we wanted to keep the Oddfellows in the name. So the farm and the Oddfellows, uh, the, the Oddfellows was kept because of the history of the building. My, my wife grew up uh, on a farm. Her, her, her dad died six years ago, but it was a, a farmer. And so our mission is to cultivate people and relationships. And so that was what we thought about keeping the name of the farm is there's no better way to do that than over either a charcuterie board that we have here or, uh, you know, a piece of pizza or a nice craft beer. Uh, there's, there's great conversations. And, and so much of this building is out of memories of our lives. And so I did my residency. So I'm the air physician now for Stormont Vale. And uh, I did my residency in Peoria, Illinois. And uh, my, our favorite date night was we'd go to a wine bar 
that you'd sit there and, and get a charcuterie board and have a glass of wine for two hours and have some of the best conversations you'd ever have. You had Versus one glass of wine for two hours? Plural. <laughs> wine, glasses of wine? Yeah, glasses. I, I meant to change it. Glasses. And so, uh, but we had great conversations. And so we didn't want to become a restaurant where it's churn and burn and come have your burger and fries and yep. roll. It was come up and connect. And I've had some great conversations with my dad, my mom, and some people that are truly near and dear to me and, and others were it forces conversation because you can't eat it fast and craft yep. beer is not meant to be down yep. fast. It's, it's yep. meant to enjoy. And so it's been a lot of fun. And where are you from? So I'm originally from Lindsborg. I was born and raised in Lindsborg. Uh, all my family still lives around there. My wife's from Jewel, which is just West of Concordia. And so, uh, we settled back here in 2009. Um, and, uh, Do you know this butthole named Travis Sanders? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now we're going to have to Oh, my God. Travis. Sorry. <laughs> I, I love Travis. Travis is a good dude. He's a good friend of mine. I, I know he loves the Cowboys, and I was hoping. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know he's going to be driving to Hayes. jets completely He's going to be driving to Hayes or something Travis. one yeah. day, and, he, and he's going to hear that and just start laughing. He might drive off the road. Uh, so. so, yeah, no. Uh, but and, you, you brought your vision – I mean, you, you looked at this vision of where you want to do this, this. So the town of Minneapolis is because your wife was up here. Is that the reason? Yeah. So she had the had dental the practice from here? since yeah. 2010. So I'd, I'd be remiss if so Kerm Weedle, Kerm sadly died recently. Yep. And Kerm is, uh, is the reason we're here. And so uh, Kerm approached us in 2010 about um, be, her, her moving her dental practice here. There was a, a guy had been here for 37 years and, and was looking to retire. And they were looking for a, a dentist and, uh, my wife uh, was interested in returning to small town roots. We're both from small towns, and so yeah. came. We actually met with Kerm Weedle at, at uh, the Salina Country Club out on, on the deck, and he talked about uh, the, the health planning commission here and bringing a dentist to town. And she was just all in, and so um, bought the lot next to this and, and built a new dental practice. And then for ten years, it's just been great, and people really have uh, made her feel welcome, invested in her, and invested in her dental practice. She does. Uh, all-encompassing dentistry, so does um, you know braces and does root canals and does uh, a little bit of everything in dental practice. Her goal is when people come in, she can you know take care of them here. And so uh, you know with this, we were actually she actually put in a, a dental lab. And so right now um, she has um, some I think a 4D and a 3D printer where she can print things and you know print teeth, print. And I'm probably butchering all this. You know it's kind of like I right. I hear her talk about it and I retain <laughs> about 10 percent. But like so Kyle. within the same bu- building here, yeah. you're talking yeah. about you've got the brewery, the coffee shop, her dental practice all together and kind of a yep. makes it a community center exactly. in a sort of a way. And then she does a lot of sedation dentistry and for special needs kids or for adults that you know need sedation. So for over here a lot of people bring a driver and so a place to come over and have a you know a cup of coffee or all of our food is made in house. So we have you know sweet treats and our charcuterie boards up here are made in house and all the different foods and coffees and so um, so it, the vision was that you know you'd come up and your family members getting worked on for an hour and a half and you come over and have a cup of coffee and a cinnamon roll or something to eat and so um give back to the community is your coffee shop in the morning open early as a coffee shop yep so with with some food on the menu or some yep. i'm I mean, glad you asked that tell us about that yes yeah, so the coffee shop is actually the first one open it's been over in, for a little for over two years and um uh, uh when we were in medical school and dental school there was no coffee shop open after 5 30 in kansas city and that was always frustrating to us because we wanted to you know get coffee and study and so our coffee shop uh, Monday through Friday is open at 6 a.m. Uh, Monday through uh, Thursday is open until 8 p.m. And then um, on Friday and Saturday, it's open until 11 p.m. And so you can come. And one of my favorite things to do is walk in and see somebody over studying in a corner. I mean, mm-hmm. it just it, it warms my soul to watch <laughs> that because that was us. And we would yep. get to, you know, you get to a coffee shop and split a cup of coffee or actually then it was like a cappuccino and study for four hours and 
drink off the $4 coffee together. And so uh, the, the coffee shop has, has been a fun venture and, and it's so well supported by the community and, and the microbrewery up here. And, and we call it the hops and each one is, is kind of branded, but you know, downstairs is the bean and, and all this is intentional. This is the 95% of my wife. And uh, so up here is the hops. <laughs> She's the marketing person. And, What's uh, going to say, do you market, do you, I mean, coffee at six in the morning, you're not marketing just line of people, but yeah. But as far as your the rest of your business, you're marketing into the Salina. Yeah. Like Kevin says he yeah. comes up here, and they had his, yeah. his family. There's his, a lot uh, of commuters. Your company's yeah. yep. uh, Christmas party was here. Yep. Yep. Things like that. You're marketing or she's marketing into that. Yeah, and we have a great director. Is there any chance that you could start doing something so that she doesn't have to do anything, everything? Well, I, I did paint the building I mean, a lot like of it, to, so... I gave back in that manner. Then I'm actually the official beer taste tester, so I taste test all the beer. Um, so that's my. I want to apply for that job. <laughs> right. It's goodness. closed. It's closed. Actually, it's in my lifetime well, contract. I'll tell you something. If you could start helping her out a little bit, this place might boom. I've <laughs> <laughs> missed Linda Schneider. I was going to mention her. Has been great. She's the, the farm director, and she's done a great job of taking this place and trying to run it to the next level. My my wife. And what does she do? So with she's the business? she's the the manager of this. So she's okay. the farm director is, is her title. And so my wife is still you know very involved in dentistry and she she wears a lot of hats um community foundation director of ottawa county uh i, I don't do much i'm just an ER doctor and i golf a lot so i really don't <laughs> do a lot uh and so uh, so we're very busy with our careers and so linda's been able to take this we think to the next level and and tr- help truly bring some management but also um she she's had some ideas and things we had a comedian up here um zane lamprey was up here at the end of july and that was so much fun uh they sold like 80 tickets in wichita and we sold this place out to 154 people up really? here really that's awesome. and it was a blast and so we do um is she a local lady so yeah she's originally actually she lives o- over in bennington um yeah. originally yeah. from up here and she's she's been great and actually the, the funny thing is when we first hired her you know how she described the beer i was like man there's only one other person that describes our beer better than you and it's kyle and so she <laughs> would say wow i really like the taste of this you know this caramel note in this beer and you, you just kind of look at her and it's like oh yeah i taste that and the reality is like i i, I i've drank this beer a lot i've never tasted yeah. this so yeah, she's been a great addition. So, yep. so you were getting ready to get into this. Um, so you want to talk about the different options. You got the bean, the hops, kind of walk through what all you guys have here at this location. Sure. So our, our, our goal of this place is, is you could bring your entire family. And so our two boys are, are 9-11 and, and just amazing um, uh, boys. And so when we go places, we bring them. As they go to a lot of places, they call adultish. And so we, you know, we bring them to different places in Manhattan or wherever. And so we wanted people not to have to get a babysitter. You bring your kids here. And so up, up, you know, downstairs, you have the coffee shop. We have an indoor pickleball court, which has just been a blast um, to, to see, you know, the people that play back there. And, and uh, pickleball is supposedly the fastest growing sport, ages 40 to 60. That's and crazy. I fall in that group. Uh, and so we have some ladies that come in and, and play. And I love walking in and watching them, them play early in the morning. I think their Tuesday morning is their morning. Um, and then upstairs, the, the hops is what this is called. So it's a self-port tap wall. Um, so this was born out of a, a trip to South Dakota to see a friend, Tim Bishop, and went to Oh, a, a, there's another name drop. Hall of Famer. Another, yeah. Hall of Famer, Tim Bishop. <laughs> yeah. And so we went to hang out with him. <laughs> oh, my and, God. I, I bet I could beat him in a foot race in about no, two minutes. Can't. Oh, I can't? Nope. All right, uh, I won't even try that. Tim, Tim, uh, yeah, Tim's special in, maybe, in many ways. Maybe about five yards. <laughs> yeah. Anything farther than that, you're Trip him, you got him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we went to see him in South Dakota and went to a place that we sat for like half an hour, waited to get served and never got served. And he brought us to a place that had a keg at each table. And that was how the vision was grown of like the whole self-pour. And for us... Wait, hold on a second. A keg at each table. Yeah. So you could sit down and there was a tap and there was a keg where you could decide, all right, I want to have this beer or that beer. It was all domestic beers there, but, but... 
for, for me and my wife, and we talked about it afterwards, it was so interesting that you didn't have to wait on a bartender mm -hmm. or waitress. You know, it yeah. was like you sat down. And so we wanted to do something unique here where we're not just a bar. We don't serve domestic beer because yep. we're not looking for necessarily a two-dollar beer crowd. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's not meant to, meant to be condescending. We just yep. we want to be something different. And so we want people to come in. And, and you're, you know, a lot of times when you walk into places like this, you judge your experience based on the wait staff or based on how, how, you know, how long it takes to get your food. But if you walk in and you get a fob, and so we have a cell port tap wall. I pour it as our our support tap wall vendor and they've been great and so you walk in and you scan your id we id everybody so whether you're 90 or whether you're 22 we card you because then it attaches your name to our fob and then you go to the tap wall and you become your own bartender so we like our experience because you can pour a half ounce of a beer and don't know if you don't, would like a rosemary rye yep. ipa or if you'd like our white stout right. or if you would like our I do. brown ale yeah, I, really the, the truth is i think your your thing here and the garage is set up the same way where you can go get a drink yep. but to the way you're set up here you know people have to love that now yeah. because it's just like you said you can set at buffalo wild wings if you're just going in to have a drink <laughs> and you may sit there for 30 minutes yep. before you get another drink <laughs> or you your can hand, go up and have three me. ounces and yeah. see yeah. if i like yeah. this or like i love the yeah. idea of it um so we yep. knew we had to be unique and something different and the cellport top wall allowed us to do that but also to allow people to Try different beer. And so when I go travel and, and you go to an airport, you're going to go get your go-to beer mm -hmm. because you don't want to be disappointed, right? But if you're paying 54 cents for an ounce of beer, you may try it. And, and I've had some some good friends up here, and I won't mention their names, but you know, they're like, I'm not beer drinkers. And all of a sudden, they, they come and try a beer. Like we do a, 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 a beer tasting menu. So um, there's, there's a guy we have come from a, a place in Cortland called Audrey's. He comes and does a, a, a beer tasting menu every other month where we have a five-course meal, and it's all paired with a different beer. And like he said, oysters up here. We did um, swordfish. Most recently, he did um, steaks. And so amazing food, but it's all paired with a beer. And so some of our, our good friends up here that mainly drink wine, when they come up, they come to the tasting dinner. You get a, a four-ounce pour of beer, and, and some are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know I would like a rosemary rye IPA or a brown ale. And so it just keep, gets yeah. people out of their comfort zone, but doesn't force That's it. That's interesting because I, I feel, you know, like I said, I've been here a few times. I know, I've known you and Ashley for quite some time. Um, and so I... Uh, I feel like I try to keep up with what's going on here, and I had no idea you did that. So that's really interesting. I'm going to have to talk to Kelly about that. So I know you guys do some wine tasting stuff yep. here as well, uh, but I didn't know you did a, a five-course tasting menu with uh, with beers paired with that. So that's really intriguing to me. I appreciate you saying you that. You yeah, so have to come try that out. For us, it's been fun, and, and uh, he... Uh, you know, our goal is to challenge people to do something different, and it's yep. not something you're. You know, some yep. of the food, the food he brings here, you, you know, having lived in Kansas City and lived in Peoria, Illinois, and going to Chicago, it's hard to find some of the food in yep. Kansas City or Chicago, let alone Minneapolis, Kansas. And so when he comes here, it's great. And our charcuterie board, same thing. Our charcuterie boards are, are unique and different, and you try them. And, and again, my wife, I'll give her credit to this with how she pairs the cheeses and the meats, and it truly is an experience. And our, our goal when people come here is that they leave here thinking, wow, that was just a great experience. Mm -hmm. It's not about yeah. the food; yep. it's about the connection it's yep. about cultivating and, and you know people and relationships yep. now we've been here for the dueling pianos we've been here like i said for the christmas party and both experiences i've had up here have been very good so great, great. i just but on your wish on, one come on here the night that you you have a full kitchen here on most nights so we serve food up here so um we serve food uh friday saturday sunday where we do the charcuterie boards we actually have flatbread pizzas um, we have different... Um, uh, the swordfish would have been a special night? It's a special yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, so every other month Did we Did you we bring the swordfish in from uh, Lake Wilson? Or was I that caught from it in, in Canopolis. The, yeah, okay. we, we, it was the mud swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, you reach out and find where yep. you can get the freshest exactly. swordfish from... 
Yeah, and so actually Chris got it from, from somewhere. So Chris with Audrey's out up in Cortland uh, got it. And then some other food. So like tonight on Monday night right now, Gambino's Pizza's up here. And so Clayton, yeah. who owns Gambino's Pizza in Salina, comes up. And our goal is to have this place busy on Monday night football. And then we also do barbecue the other Thursday. And then we also have something a lot of, a lot of people, not a lot of people know about is on uh, the, the first and third Thursday of the month we do a, mar, um, a martini night. So we have um, some of our, our staff up here. Uh, um, makes martinis and then we do a whiskey yeah. night the other Thursday and so you know what we've done tried to do is have different events do something different and if people support it we're going to try and keep everything we can do to keep, keep it, it going, going. Yeah. so yeah so you, you have people in here watching college football on Saturdays and yep. Monday night or, or NFL football on Sundays yeah, and the house rule is that there has to be golf on at all times and so I, being a big <laughs> golfer and so my goal is that golf is always on uh, I, I was got up here first, and I actually didn't get the TV turned on, so I'm gonna go ahead and do you roll multiple TVs out here. Yeah. During the yep. game day? Some over there, some over there, over there. Yeah. Yep. So I, I got That's a question. So just a great day, great place to even come yeah. and watch college yeah. football for yeah. a day. Yeah. I got a question for you because um, you brought up something I didn't even think about. So you talk about it being family centric and being able to bring kids, and uh, you didn't, you haven't got to downstairs yet, and, and what's down there. Yeah. So if my, my challenge is that I live in Salina, right? Mm-hmm. So I can't come here and do what I would normally do and drive home. Yep. So if I was to have my 17-year-old daughter and a friend come up here with us, are they allowed to go downstairs and yep. shuffleboard and there's some basketball and all kinds and of... And the pickleball. Yep. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, well, so they can come and be anywhere in the building. So yep. up in the tap room... Uh, you know, so you only can get beers at the top wall if you have a fob and you're 21. Yep. But you can bring uh, cups from downstairs in the coffee cafe. And, and actually, we have families that will come up and their 17-year-olds will be, you know, down the coffee cafe, the, the very lower level. So it's an 18,000-square-foot building, I believe, is the numbers. And so downstairs, we have a, a 10-person foosball table. Yep. Um, Biggest foosball table I've ever seen in my life. It, uh, it, it's, it's fun to watch families of five. So my <laughs> wife has four siblings. I have four siblings. So eventually we're going to have this zingers versus swishers <laughs> battle. Um, and we'll probably win, but uh, the swishers that is, but, uh, and then there's two challenge laid down. <laughs> there's two shuffleboard tables. So, uh, and, and then there's, um, there's a, a waist high bowling lane. And so yep. downstairs, we, we tried to open up, open it up to where people could gather down there and just connect. And so, um, you can take your, you know, your beer, your wine, your coffee, your, um, your, your sweet treats downstairs, upstairs, and you can go throughout the entire building with all the food. And then anybody, any age can be up here or downstairs. And that was our goal is that you don't leave the kids at home. You don't get a babysitter. You bring your entire family up here. Uh, you know, they're downstairs playing, you're up here playing, and then obviously responsible driving and, yep. and, uh, you know, having to ride home. But yeah, the vision is that entire families come, you bring whatever age it is. And, and there's, I, I promise you something to do. There's some kids games downstairs. And, yep. uh, so there's not, um, you're not, we, we, and we're continue to try and evolve, but we've tried to think of everything where there's something for everybody to do. Yep. And yep. if you get bored here, then I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's uh, we, yeah, our, our Christmas party was downstairs and we were enjoying all the shuffleboard tables and yeah, the foosball. Um, that was interesting when you got like six people on a side and people yelling at each other because somebody wasn't holding up their end of the deal. It, it was getting ugly, you know, mix some beer with some foosball and, and somebody's uh, the goalie's not doing its job, and and people start yelling pretty quick. So yeah, and so downstairs you can run out and, and have you know functions like you guys had, or yep. actually our, our brew house. We're the only brew house. Sorry, we're the only brewer in the state that allows people actually in their brew house. So 
you know, it's, um, we, we let people rent that out to, or if you want to come up and have more private event where you can shut the doors and, and still yeah. be in there and have access to the tap wall or leave it open. And so, and then the, the main tap room, we actually, we've had a wedding up here. Uh, we've had a funeral. And so, um, we're open to, to our goal is to have this event space used. Right. And so whatever, right. uh, you want to do. And then we also do, and, and I don't know if Kyle touched on it or not, but we also do brewing experiences where you can get a group of people together and come and actually do an experience with Kyle where, you spend a couple hours with him. He teaches you about the brewing process, lets you sample the different hops, the malt, the grains, and then you get to help design a beer, and then you get to name it. And so, um, like right now, there's one on the tap wall um, that is uh, Split Face IPA. So U.S. Stone, who has a, the stone at mm-hmm. you know K-State University, uh, uh, their um, vice president is one of our, our dear friends, and so he came up with his leadership team and did an experience and named it. Initially, it was a grapefruit IPA, and then it was such a good beer that we decided we'll, we'll take the grapefruit out this time and leave it in the IPA. And so they're split face IPA. There's um, eight of Eisen, so um, eight of grain was our, our local co-op in town. We have a beer with uh, all grains or grains from Ottawa County in the beer. And so you could come up and name a beer. Now it has to be age appropriate. So <laughs> my, my older brother, I, I love him to death, but he, he had an interesting name for beer. And so now it's gotta be approved to be named. You can name your own beer. And then, then after you do the brewing experience, uh, once you leave, you'll have the date in mind when our your beer will come on our tap wall and you get the first pour of the beer. and we have different packages where you can truly cool. make it memorable and have your own beer. That is so really cool. Here, listen, yeah. when you first bought this building, was your dream to have a brewery? Is that what is that what the first thing you thought of when you bought the building, or was you just something that has grown and and become what it's become now? It absolutely has grown. So when we first bought the building, it was one that uh, we were. You know, it was right next to her her office. It, it was one that was just really in shambles, and yeah. um, and so we bought it just to truly fix it so it didn't fall and, and crash down it's and so and then we bought it fixed the roof fixed foundation and then tried to figure out what and to then do you with started it. thinking this yeah. is the next evolution of what is going to happen we bought it had no idea what we were going to do with it we okay. always kind of thought so coffee you weren't shop. thinking 10 years ago i want to someday own a brewery no <laughs> okay. when, when my wife first approached me about buying the building i told her no and then when when we interviewed kyle it was after a night shift and she said hey i need you to wake up at noon there's a guy coming that we're going to talk about open a microbrewery and I told her, gosh, that's a horrible idea. And <laughs> as you guys have tasted Kyle's beer, Kyle's beer, and so after beer two, I was oh, like, really good. Kyle, you're hired, man. This is great beer. Let's is there do any this. chance we can so. take a pause and get <laughs> So when you interview somebody like that, does he bring beers that he made? He did. That... He brought okay. three beers. And beer one, I was like, oh, man, this is so good. And so, beer two, yeah. I took a sip and said, all right, we're, we're in. So are those three beers on the, t- on the wall? So uh, we, we have one of them that's been on there and, and two. So when Kyle first started, he kind of mentioned in, in your last podcast that he truly started. It looked like he was – you know, making meth. I mean, he had a, a Gatorade cooler from the 1990s. He had these old, old, you know, old, old different type of brewing equipment. And so for those of you who have ever done home brewing, it, it's an experience. And so Kyle was making five gallons at a time every week. He would make a new beer and we truly built up the catalog of probably 30 to 40 beers. And every week I was like, Kyle makes something different. And, you know, like when we have an oat beer that he made and the first, when he brought it out for us to try, he, he's like, you know, this tastes very um, green and uh, and Kyle uses verbiage that I don't really understand. <laughs> it's kind of like talking healthcare, I guess, with me maybe. But I was like, Kyle, I don't know what that means. He said it's kind of like eating a banana when it's too ripe. He said I'm going to bring this back next week. So our oat beer is made for people who are gluten sensitive, but he added lavender, honey, and lemon peel. And like the the you know the artist that Kyle is, it's amazing. It's it's like a not so sweet Leinen Kugels and one that if you're gluten sensitive, and we have some friends that have come up to get it and uh, because they can't drink beer, but they can drink that one. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah. where did you stumble into Kyle at? So my wife it? had a patient in her dental chair that asked what we we're going to do with the building. He's a local businessman, and, and she said, we don't know. And he said, well, I, I went to essentially the, I guess the paraphrase is he went to K-State with the guy who's made the best beer he's drank in a decade. And, 
And that was kind of how we got connected with Kyle was through the dental chair so on a Kyle random Tuesday. Kyle just has the magic touch and he does. knows how to make beer. He, you know, for us, our, our goal with our employees here and, and so many of them, we, we wanted to find passionate people and just get out of their way. And so I'm passionate about medicine. I love healthcare. My wife's passionate about dentistry. And for us, we, we wanted to give back to the community. And we found a beautiful building we could restore. And so uh, Rachel, um, it used to be Prohaska, now Downs, is who did so much of our paintings so like this. The ceiling up here, um, she came and did. She has a, a company in Wichita, Wichita called Paint um, Paintology. And so she came and did the painting. And all the beautiful painting she did, uh, myself and another local businessman, um, named Dave Sweaty, owns Autotech. Him and I did uh, kind of the rough, not you know, not so beautiful paint. So like we have a, a beer that was on the wall. Is your ceiling an original ceiling, original ceiling on the building? 110 years old. Didn't have to take anything down or replace anything? We replaced just... four panels. If you can find okay. those four panels, I'll buy you a beer. And I'm telling you guys, it's the old... Uh, um, what do you call it? Yeah, the steel tin. The, the, the steel tin, beautiful. It's yeah. all decorated. You, you need to come here and just look at it by itself because it's a beautiful old ceiling that you would have seen 100 years ago, right? Yeah, she did a great job. Uh, and so she did a lot of that painting. Then, then I was mentioning Dave and I did some of the exterior painting. So there was a beer we used to have on tap called Iron Ore which is a Sherwin-Williams paint, and I hope Sherwin-Williams doesn't contact me for copyright infringement, but <laughs> yeah. we, we put 340 gallons so far of that, that paint on the project on the outside, the inside, and so Dave's been a, a dear friend and helped us out a lot. And so, 340 gallons of paint. Yeah. I put eight gallons on the outside of my fence today. <laughs> yeah. Just today. Do you know that? Turned my fence black. About Kevin. time. So Dave's actually in here sitting at that table over there, so he's actually in-house, but he's been a, a great friend. that I don't Body really have over. a skill set. I, I can... I can practice medicine. I'm pretty good at that. And I, I, thanks to Randy Searing, I can hit a golf ball straight-ish. But can you check this goiter right here on my neck? And <laughs> yeah. see? And we'll tell. Waste up. We'll check anything out you need. <laughs> so, okay. So two things I wanted to ask you about. Number one, restoring a 110-year-old building. Yep. That's, I'm very interested and in that. And I will tell you. And I don't think this is... Well, the windows are beautiful. Yeah. The, everything looks beautiful now, but I know it didn't start like that. So the elevator is the slowest elevator I've probably ever been in. <laughs> but I also know that there was probably no elevator when you bought this place. There was a hand crank elevator uh, okay. that was over in this corner. And that was our only access that's gone. And so that was... Um, would you share old oh, pictures? Wow. Oh, share share yeah. old pictures with me and um, Kevin. Yeah, I will. And original pictures, and we will share them on the Kevin and Phil Project pa uh, Facebook page, and uh, you guys can see how it's changed tremendously. That, that is the front something. door. The front door yeah. is a front door that a king and queen. <laughs> now I, I asked Kevin as we walked in the front door: Is this something you had custom made, or was this something you found somewhere? So it's a metal door, and actually we, um, this is the upstairs area. So the, okay. it's a 450-pound door that, again, Rachel painted to look like a wood door. So the goal is to make it look like a barn door. Yeah, I would right. never have guessed that wasn't wood. Yeah, yeah it's, it's steel. It's heavy. Just it's 450 pounds. And yeah. it, was it specially made for the front, or did you find it somewhere? Uh, we, we found it, and, and it was um, you know a huge door that was, I believe, Custom made essentially for our size, uh, yeah. and, and then put on side. And then the goal was to make it look like and a, someone a barn fitted door. it into the. Yeah. Your, you, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, then that means you have to come yeah, here come check and out. check it out because the front door. Honestly, if Kevin hadn't have told me here's the front door, I would have walked right by it looking for the front <laughs> yeah. door because I didn't realize the front door was going to be ten foot tall, and. What did you say? 450 pounds. 450 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Just yeah, unbelievable. So, so some of the challenges, uh, I guess, of restoring a, a building is is you're you're a bit 
constrained as far as what you can do. And so we're, yeah. we're blessed that this building, I mean, the inside, uh, inside here I think is 14 feet, four inches. So the grand opening of this building is you just don't see that anymore. It's kind of coming back with architecture, but you know, wide yeah. open spaces, there's a curved wall uh, that's part of the original part of the building. And so for us, it was, how do you, how do you- All four corners are curved in yep. this building. Yep. That's yep. beautiful. How do you respect the history, but also make it, uh, you know, kind of fit for today. And so yep. for us, we love that the, the, the building's 110 years old. A lot of it in here is 110 years old. Then you have a cellport tap wall that you can use a fob and pour your own beer and attracts it. So, it, you know, it melds the old with the new. And so for us, we tried to look at the building and how can we respect it, but also how we, how can we grow it? Are the so, floors that we're setting on now original floors yep, that you just white completely pine. cleaned up? Yep, we grind they're, it off. they're beautiful floors. If you, you guys have to come up here and see it. They're, they're, they look new, but they're beautiful new white pine floors that have just been – you guys probably had to have buffed them and cleaned them. Yep, and, they got grounded, and there was 110 yeah. years old of yep. dirt and grime. And, so, yeah. <laughs> and they're just beautiful. You have to come and see it to believe it. So a lot of it, again, was just um, us trying to figure out what to do for the community, what to do that was unique. And so um, it was a good collaboration. Like downstairs, for instance, you know, the, um, the goal was to get people to gather down there and high school kids to have somewhere to hang out, but also adults and, and have a place just to gather. And, you know, we did it during the pandemic, which is an interesting time to take on a project. But also for us, we were able to invest a bit more time with yep. it. And, you know, so much about our, our being as humans is connecting with people and you know, whether, wherever you go, if you can connect and have, have a time where you can play games or, you know, it's not just being on your phone. And so we purposely didn't put a lot of technology in it where there's, you know, different games. So for us, we have TVs just because I want to have golf on and people want to watch football, but so much of it is about, you know, conversation and, and mm -hmm. communicating with people that you come here with and connecting with them. So, yep. Yep. All right. Tell me about the tap wall. Um, that's, when you walk in this place. But did you see it somewhere else and fell in love with the idea? <laughs> we did not, actually. So the goal, I, I told you about Tim Bishop. And, yep. and so our goal initially, we were going to do kegs. And then okay. with Kyle and our, our brewery, so we, we pour from Bright Tank. So as far as I know, when we first built this, we're one of two places in the country that has beer from your own Bright Tanks to a self-pour tap wall. So, the so in explain DC. that. From bright tanks, so we to have the tap wall. we have big big 155 gallon bright tanks, which is where the beer hangs out at. So a lot of places, what they do is they brew, you have it, the beer in the bright tanks, and then you yeah. transfer it to kegs, right. and that's how you serve it from your your right. you know your tap wall. For us, we we didn't want to have a um, have to transfer kegs and move them over, but also B, it allows us to keep our beer fresh. We actually mm -hmm. had a beer on the tap wall for 13 months that tasted the same. When we first poured it, is 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 13 months when it finally came off the tap wall, and so it stays carbonated. The same the beer that he made, what we were talking about mm -hmm. in the last episode, that he made it. Yeah. Put it over in the 155 gallon jug, and 13 months. It later, was there for 13 months. Yeah. And so it, it's always carbonated. So the enemy to beer is is uh, oxygen. oxygen, and so yeah. we wash our CO2 or our bright tanks out with CO2, and it's always carbonated. So oxygen never touches the beer, and so you know when you pour it, the first time it touches it after his brewing process is when it comes out of the tap. And so uh, we wanted to do something like that where we, you know, he, he mentioned his experience in Manhattan. And so we wanted to do something where uh, you could um, have the freshest of the fresh, but also have a tap wall where you could pour a half ounce or an ounce and try something different. And so mm -hmm. we initially were going to do just three beers in the middle of this room, found out the weight of this floor wouldn't support that. Yep. So we went from three beers to that, that day we found that out. Um, from our contractor, we, my, my wife was distraught. We were going to put the brewing equipment in the basement. And, and my wife doesn't like to hear no when she has a dream. And I, I try not to get in her way. And so that night we actually 
measured uh, her parking lot behind her dental practice, how big it could be, and then decided to build the brew house. So most of this building is restored, but all the brewing equipment's at is, is brand new. So it's, you know, all steel and concrete. And then we went from three is this beers. Where your signs at too? Yeah, the, where the signs, signs at. on the side of where yep. you're. Yep. Yeah, and which looks amazing. Thank you. Thank Love you. Love it. And so went from three beers to seven beers to 10 beers uh, to 14 different beers. And Kyle and I, you know, kind of designed the flow of that, that room. And then we just decided, and then actually we, we put our order in, they went from a three barrel system, which is 100 gallons, to a five barrel system, which is 155 gallons. And we just wanted to have the flexibility to have different beers on the wall, uh, but also our brewing experiences. And when you design a beer and have your beer come over, have the ability to do that and execute it. And then we have four different wines in the wall. So if you don't like beer, that's fine. We have wine in the wall. Uh, that's from a, a company out of California. Then we also have some kombucha uh, that's on the wall off and on and, and kind of rotate other stuff around. So, um, All right, so I got another question for you. We were just talking about this, and I didn't know this until you were talking to us before uh, we started this podcast. And so every beer has a name that is that means something to mm-hmm. you and we don't have to go through all 14 beers or whatever it is but just a couple of them that uh is important to you explain the name of that beer and how you guys came up with that name sure because that was really really interesting to me so i'll start with the local beer so we ha- we have the uh, golden eight of Ison, which is one that's made with grain from ottawa county and to me that just you know goes back to the roots of supporting community so ray mcgavern um uh kind of talked to us about using their grain and, and implement it. And, and uh, so that, you know, Adic Bison is, is our local, you know, named after our local um, grain storage location. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, uh, one that, that we call no-till dark lager. So uh, my, my father-in-law died six years ago, but he, he was a no-till farmer. And he talked a lot about no-till and how the, the soil looked really fertile. And, and when Kyle made that beer, you know, it just looked like fertile soil. And so, yeah, each beer has a name that has meaning to us. Like my, my dad owned a Firestone store in Lindsburg. He used to talk about when people would go 10,000 miles without changing their oil and it just looked like 10,000 mile oil versus 3,000. So <laughs> that's crazy. When Kyle made the, yeah. our, our dark stout, I mean, it looks like 10,000 mile oil. Yeah. Um, and it's not as heavy as like a Guinness. And so, um, you know, each each beer that we did had, had a, a name and, and has been thought out like our Cannonball Pilsner. Uh, the, the, if you, and, and most people probably over, 25 or 30 probably remember this black and white video of a guy getting shot in the abdomen or the, the, the belly uh, with a, a cannonball and that guy was born and raised in Minneapolis so we found that out and then it was like oh my gosh we have to name a beer after that <laughs> yeah. it just it just totally fits um, yeah you know our bat wolf hellas uh, hellas is a crisp clear lager and so Kyle was really introduced to hellas while he was up at a friend's wedding it was kind of a batman themed wedding which is just interesting I think yep. and then he went to a chiefs game so bat wolf is a com- you know combination of batman and Casey and Wolf. Wolf, and so, yeah, yeah. and so we, we talk to people a lot about that. I think we could probably do a better job of, of telling people, but to me, that's part of when you're here, especially if you get to talk to Kyle or myself yep. or Linda or any other of our staff, they can tell you, you know, backstory behind the name, because all of them have a name that's specific to yep. why we call it. Well, well, we have a lot of K-State listeners uh, on this podcast, so why don't you tell them about that beer that uh, has some K-State roots to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So one of our beers is the Tango Mango Wheat, and so you didn't decide to name it the Bill Snyder beer. I mean, hell, everything else. He has a reason for this. Oh, okay. we, we could go. Sorry, sorry. We could certainly do that. So, you know, we wanted to do, and we've added some different fruits to beers. And so this is one where uh, Kyle just, you know, eats mangoes on the way from McPherson. And we talked about doing a weed and added mango. And then, you know, my wife and her creativity and Kyle was like, all right, you know, Jerome Tang's a big thing. And I, I so much appreciate 
what he's done with K-State basketball. I'm a, I'm a huge KU fan, but I, I truly appreciate K-State and more so appreciate how Jerome has come gone about our coach saying what he's done with that program mm-hmm. and how he's done it with class and, mm-hmm. you know, about, you know, so many of my great one of the best, greatest classroom I was in was, was on the Bethany College football field with Coach Ted Kessinger, one of my dear friends, Coach Sambo, that just died recently. Um, but I learned so much from them. And so for us coaches, it's not about just teaching them sports. It's about teaching them about life. Right. And so I, th- I think what Coach Tang is doing at K-State and, and how he's coaching those young men to, to be great leaders. And so that was kind of where it was, it was born. And so Tango Mango was truly in honor of Jerome Tang and, and just kind of a tip of the hat to him and what he's done at K-State with their basketball program. So it's a great beer. How many places could have got Tang? How many places could have went and took him? 20 years ago, 15, I 10, mean, it's, 5 it's, years ago. It, I mean, he ended up in the place that he probably loves and wants to be. Well, and, and everybody's got a story, out. and it's probably a little bit of truth in everything. But at his age, you know, you yeah. think, how many guys didn't order to get the but, opportunity? I'm, I'm happy for him because he's, he's a guy that just waited and got the perfect place for him. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, obviously he was at the assistant coach at Baylor, and yep. they had a lot of success. And – he had interviewed for some jobs, but that whole stigma of you've never been a head coach, so we're not interested in you. And I get it. The big schools aren't going to hire some when, when you go out and sign anybody you want, but the fact that he was able to fly under the radar for yeah. so long it's, it's is to crazy to me. Yeah. Yep. So, we'll no, and, and, and that was, uh, you know, if you do come up here and have a chance to talk to Kier, have a chance to talk to Kyle – um, every beer has a name, and, and Kier just gave us five or six examples, but every single one of them has a name that has a meaning behind it. It's not just a name that's thrown on that beer. There's a meaning behind it, and he walked through all 14 with us, and I thought that was very, very – I've been here twice. I have not you know the had those conversations. They're like his kids. But <laughs> it's, it's very interesting, you know, and I'm sure other breweries do that too. I've just – it's something that never – it never occurred to me. I never thought of that, where they get the name. Or, or you know, I've had those beers, and I didn't even think of where that name come from until you were walking through that. That's really, really cool. Well, thank you. I, I think that's cool. And so. our, our tap wall, the, the screen, you can actually tap it, and you can read a little bit about the history of it. And then our, our crawlers, we do 16 and 20 or 16 and 32-ounce crawlers we can take to go. And then we actually do – we have a gallon growler. Where you, there's a little CO2 cartridge in it where you can take it, and the beer stays good for four months. So you can take beer to go. Yep. But, yeah, I, I think we could do a better job and uh, of, of telling people about the story behind each beer. But also, I, I think it's fun to come and talk to Kyle because once you talk to Kyle, as you guys know, it's not a 30-second yeah. conversation. No. No. It's all in. It's that, that was a 45-minute conversation that could have been a two-hour conversation yes. very well, he, easily. You know, it's just like a lot of other people. He came in and he's like, I didn't, don't have much to say. Yeah. And you know what? We, I could have listened to him for another 30 yeah. minutes because he's in, yeah. interesting. He knows what he's talking about. He's it's like Kevin said, Kevin had a home brew. <laughs> I haven't never done anything like that. Um, one time we had some uh, a fruit salad ferment, and that's as close as I've ever got to <laughs> alcohol in the house that I made. My dad and I did it. So when I was in medical school, we brewed four beers at home. One was actually good. It was a small. Small. Yeah, small. we did like 12, 12 bottles, 18 yeah. bottles. One was a honey wheat. It was actually good. The other three were horrible. My dad refused to pour them out. I'm like, Dad, we aren't going to get a ribbon. Like, nobody's going to thank us for this beer. It's horrible. Pour it out. And he's like, no, Kier, we made it. We're going to drink it. And I'm just like, well, you drink it by yourself. So we made one beer. So I was one for four on, on brewing beer. Uh, yeah, and I know you're not the brewer here, but tell me, how do they make 
and it is everybody out there knows I got type one diabetes. It, how do you make a low carb beer? I mean, I mean that's the reason I drink Michelob Ultra because it's two point six carbs a beer. I can drink five, and it's only thirteen carbs. It doesn't blow me out of the water. If I drink anything else, it's just gonna yeah straight up. But I, how do you do that? I know enough to be dangerous, and I don't know the answer to that yeah, question. That's a that was, that's, that was a question I mean, I for an hour ago. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if he know that. What, but he knows what's the lightest, but yeah. I don't know if the lightest means the less carbs. Not necessarily. No, not no. necessarily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the grains and the sugars, and that's yep. something that, again, I've heard Kyle talk about it. I just I can't, I just don't remember it. I mean, I could talk to you about medical even conditions. If you knew, I probably wouldn't trust you to go Yeah, ahead don't trust me. I'm not ashamed to say I don't know. I, I've seen him make it. I, I did a brewing experience with him. My younger brother, Kai, and I came up and brewed one, actually, the, the, the most recent Ada grain, Ada Bison. And it was a fun process. It, it, it was a lot of fun. But And you're now in? Junction City. Junction so at, City. Yeah, I work for Stormont Vale. Um, they, they, they have a campus in Junction City called Flint Hills Campus. They bought yep. um, the old Geary County Community Hospital mm-hmm. uh, in November or December. And so I work as an ER doctor out of there. You're in the emergency rooms. Yep. yep. I love emergency medicine. To me, yep. it's uh, I got into medicine as a... Uh, because I got hurt a lot as a kid, and it's it's I truly enjoy my job. You know, my, my dad told me a long time ago, you'll never work a day in your life if if you love what you do. And right. I love what I do. I still love medicine. I've done it for 14 years now, and unless somebody you know so you decides to I'll be on the, the PGA, I'll keep going. And the yeah. torn up hey, he's gaps. seen way worse than that. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I you know people. I don't want him telling us everything. No, that he that's sees. another podcast. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a long podcast. Yeah, yeah. without yeah. the HIPAA violation. So. Well, hey, Kira, we're coming up on an hour. Um, I, I want to say this, and, and I'm not saying this because I'm, you were sitting here and, and appreciate all the beer and the food and everything we've had tonight. I'm not saying this because we've been drinking for free for two hours, but um, I do truly, the few times I've been here, I do truly enjoy this place. Um, I wish it was in Salina, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to drive here. Well, I know. We, but, we can be um, jealous about little but things. It but is, it is a fantastic place. What you guys have done to this place is unreal. Like, thank you. I don't know what my expectations were when I came here the first but how long time. Did it take me but it wasn't this. Honestly, it wasn't. This. Thank you. And and uh, I, everybody that's listening to this, come here, check it out. Bring me along with you because I'm happy to come with you. Um, so, so it's fun. Basically, your hours and your dinner plan and those kind of things. What can we say if anybody's listening to us? Goes, Let's run up there for a. Let's run up there for a Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. We can come here and get a pizza. Yep. So we have Saturday evening. We have flatbread pizzas we make uh, on the weekends. So, yeah, so there's different flatbread uh, pizzas. There's um, the charcuterie boards. Uh, We have different fondues. We have a beer cheese fondue that I recommend the dark beer with it. It it goes so well and so much better. You don't like dark beer. And so we do have food options, and it's not going to be a, you know, it's not a burger and fries place. It's a place where you're going to come and you're going to connect for a couple hours. So there's food options, and then, our coffee shop uh, has food every every. Whenever this is open, you can get food from downstairs. So say you come up on a Tuesday afternoon, you can get food from the coffee shop. We have different pastries, we have different sandwiches, uh, paninis, different things, food that you can bring up here, and then you can access the tap wall. So you can have food up here from the coffee shop anytime this building's open. Just we we um, staff this, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we have staff up here to make food that's up here. But otherwise, you can get food on a Monday so afternoon. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday hours are. So this is open. Yeah, so uh, on Thursday it's uh, 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. and then Friday is 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, Saturday 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. and then Sunday is 7 a.m. until 6 p.m. So if you want to run up here from Salina on a Saturday night and stay up here until 10ish, yep. And yep. 
Well, and, and like I said, I know last winter um, you guys did some dueling piano stuff yep. here. And, if you and we're bringing them back for sure. Okay, great. Because if you don't uh, get on that early, you ain't getting a seat in here. So yeah. um, we, we uh, decided to try it the last minute. And uh, that didn't work out for us. So you didn't get to, you didn't <laughs> no. get to see. Fortunately, we called first, but no, we did not. So <laughs> make no. sure and check out our Facebook because we're going to yep. actually do doing panels again. I'm going to bring a comedian back, um, and so we're. Our, 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 I'm not on social media, but our, our we have, I think, a great social media presence that, that lays out our calendar as far as what's going on. That'd be a great great way to connect is, is yep. on our social media platform. Yep. So. Go to your your social media is the farm. And odd fellows, is that what again? I know enough to be dangerous, and I'm, you know what? I don't know. Yep. You know what we'll, we need to do? We need we'll to get his wife there. up here to let us know yeah, exactly that, what's yeah. going on. She should have been here instead of me. But <laughs> yeah. she, no. she's not the beer taste tester, so no, she couldn't tell you about fine. it. So. No, we'll uh, uh, yeah, we'll it. post it on our Facebook and find page. It. Find yeah. it, the farm and odd fellows. Yep, and you'll find it on Facebook or yep. So, anything else you want that we didn't cover that you want to to talk about in the last few minutes here? No, I appreciate you guys coming up and for, yeah. you know, people like you mentioned, when people come up here, and, and I love hearing you say that because when people walk in the door and they see it, they experience it, our, our goal is to be a unique experience. And my wife and I, how we dream this up is, is a conglomeration of different places and things we did in our life. Um, and so for us, when you walk in and you actually truly experience, our, our staff here is great. So the staff in the coffee shop and up here are, truly make it a personal uh, personalized experience. And then when you walk in the doors and you you know, have the different types of beer. I, I just challenge you to come up and try. And if you don't yeah. like it, uh, I, I'd, uh, I'd be surprised. Well, but you've yeah. lost I'm your mind. Yeah, if you don't yeah. like no, it. That's it's not going to happen. Awesome. If yeah. you don't like good food, great experience, good, excellent and beer, like good you wine, you uh, pickleball. You college football in on Saturdays. Why yeah. would you not set it here? Meet a lot of new friends and. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but thanks for coming up. I've enjoyed this yeah. conversation. A lot of fun. No, like so, I said, you. it was. I, I don't know what I expected, but it was not this. And uh, it, I love hearing that. It, it is. It is something. So, appreciate the time. All right. And thanks, uh, guys. Yeah. Appreciate. We'll uh, we'll get this we'll get this posted. We'll have links to our Facebook page, um, to your guys' Facebook page, so people can like that and, and keep up on on updates and what you guys are doing, all that kind of stuff. So, and anytime anyone wants to come up here, just call you us. Call you. Call yep. me and Kevin. We will come back without question. Uh, Morgan can drive uh, yep. some days. Annabelle <laughs> some can drive days. other days some yeah. days. And you've always got to ride back home. Yep. There you go. No problem. We can get that knocked. And the kids, that's what we're talking about. Yep. The kids could go downstairs. Probably a lot of fun. They probably know a lot of other their friends. Can go downstairs and play yep. shuffleboard. Can play. Yep. What else? We foosball. Got to play? Foosball. foosball the, pickleball. Pickleball. So yeah. bring your kids. Have a fun day of yep. it. and. I, th- I think I think anybody would enjoy it. So. And if you want to do yep. a different party, you know, we, we've had graduations. We've had different. So Linda Schneider, our, our director, really does a great job of trying to personalize your experience, too. So if you want to ramp the space or we're now downstairs or bring your family up or have a you know birthday party or a celebration, she's definitely the person to contact. Don't contact me. I'll tell you about yep. the beer. But, yeah, contact Linda Schneider. And she, I, I'm going to get you. It's always a I'm lot gonna, of fun just yeah. to go to a small town. And I'm not going to say another town. How much do you love going to the old studio yeah. every now and then? Do you just love to go down there? Yeah. Yep. It's just nice to be com- – yep. people know each other, yep. and it's a community. It's a small community where you know each other, and that's what this place is and what's going to be for a long time to come. So yep. come and see us. Yep. Thanks, guys. Them. Appreciate it. Yep. Well, thanks for the time, Kira. Appreciate Cheers. you uh, letting us come up here. Yeah, thank so, you. All right. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. And, uh, and what are we going to predict that Kansas State's record's going to be by the time we talk again? <laughs> We're going to talk again. So, oh, so two weeks two from, weeks now, from I, I, now, you know what I've got? I've got OU's got three and two. Mm, we were going to Cincinnati and then Texas. Yeah, we may be four and one. We're, we're going to beat Oklahoma. <laughs> we got UCF. Yeah, we're going to probably lose to them. No, you won't. 
Okay. Well, Kansas State's better. And then we'll beat think. Oklahoma State. All right, let's Three all everybody throw your money out there and put it on Kansas State. <laughs> yeah. They're going to bounce back hard. Yeah. Okay. All right. See you so. in the next time. Yep. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.